You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Legend Vest Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Gavin, and I also have with me... It's your boy, Lil J. No, I'm joking. It's Jameson Gavin. We are back at it with the Legend Vest Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about target market and who is your target market? What does that even mean? So if you're in business, whether you are just getting started or whether you've been in business for a long time, it is really, really important that you have this dialed in and knowing who your target client is. So do you know what I mean by your target market? Of course I know what you mean by your target market. So the target market or your target client or the person who you're trying to sell to is basically you need to categorize the ideal customer. So your target customer, target market, whatever it is, but you need to categorize what that person or what that market looks like. Um, And then that's going to be who your target customer, your target market, your target um, salesperson is, your target client, you know, all that's going to be pretty much uh, synonymous with the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, this just came to me. When you think about when you apply for a job, they have their ideal candidate of who they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So when you go to apply and you look at that job description, that job description is telling you exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Sure, you may not have exactly everything on the list, but it gives you an idea of this would be the A-plus all-star person that we want on our team. And so it's very similar for you in business. And if target market sounds kind of funny, basically you can kind of think of it as who is your ideal customer? That's another one I like to use. And so let's get to it. So for us in our business, um, we know who our target audience is. And we don't sell to everybody. We're not in the mass market where we sell to consumers and everyday people. Mm -hmm. We're actually B2B, so that's number one. You wanna know if you're B2B or B2C. B2B is business to business. B2C is business to consumer. So to give you an example, McDonald's is B2C. They sell to everybody. Our services is tailored for property management companies. And so we sell our service to another business. Mm -hmm. So those are two different strategies, two different markets, two different clientels, two different ways on how they buy. So a consumer is gonna buy differently than the way a company is gonna buy. And typically with your B2B as well, your transactions tend to be a lot higher. Um, Not that with consumers it can't be, because it can. Um, There's, you know, high ticket products like an iPhone or something like that. Um, But with with companies, a lot of times they like to buy in bulk and things like that. So, but for us, one of our characteristics is they are a property management company and they sell apartment communities. Mm -hmm. That's their product. We don't go out looking for let's just say i don't know uh who would not be in our target market like um the post office guy i mean the guy who delivers the mail you right know, he's not yeah. gonna be you know in in, in which in i guess you know i guess what's cool about this too is we have multiple businesses so i th- yes. i know which business you're talking about because yeah. it's a massive company but 
you know, but Courtney also has other businesses where you sell B2C, you know, and I have some products as well where I sell B2C, but more I'm thinking about one of your, your online businesses where you sell B2C. Yes. So, you know, identifying who your target customer is. And so I I say really the first thing that you want to do is you want to actually just make a list, right? So you need to say, you know, where does my customer or does my client, uh, where do they shop? Right. Where where do they um, what do they attend? Do they attend associations? Do they attend? You know, do they go to certain churches? Mm-hmm. You know, are they of a certain type of religion? I mean, every product that you sell um, and every company, every great company identifies who their target market and their target customer is. If you have not identified who that person is or what that looks like, you know, like an avatar as an actual person, this is my perfect ideal target market, target customer, mm-hmm. then. I think it's going to be really difficult to sell any product to the level of success that is going to be of any significance. You know, I think you can yep. have success without all of this and doing all those type of things. But to really make like I'm talking about, you know, seven figures, I think you really need to start to drill down. Like, what does my target customer actually look like? Where do they shop? What yeah. do they eat? You know, absolutely. Because once you know what those characteristics are, then you can start to think like how your customer would think. So now you can start predicting some of their behaviors, and that's going to be a really, really good, really good information for you to mm-hmm. have. So mm-hmm. you know how to market to them. You know how to advertise. You know how to um, find their pain points because that target market is going to have similar problems and issues that they're looking to solve. So you want to get that dialed in. And like Jameson said, at first, you may not know exactly, or maybe you think it's this particular market. And then you realize as you start selling your service, you're realizing actually, funny enough, I'm actually getting more churchgoers who are Mm -hmm. buying my product more so than the B2B you know, or the B2C market. So sometimes you have to play around with it and, and you have to listen to the market. Guys, understand that it's all about what the market can bear. It's yeah, just like in real estate. Says, yeah, Mr. Market. It's all about the yeah, market. Mr. It's market, not about yeah. what you think per se. It's 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 all in the data. It's all in the statistics. Whoever's buying your product the most, I mean, it says a lot, right? So you have to listen to that. You have to watch that. And also you have to look at how are you, what is your message? Because maybe the way you tailored your pitch or tailored your your marketing posts or your ad, maybe you specifically targeted these these group of people and not the other. So sometimes you have to play around with it. Yeah. And um, I guess, you know, kind of like, you know, going into the stories of different things. So mm-hmm. um, while we were growing, I would say like year three ish, we really started to make like some crazy, crazy headway. And, and, oh, yeah. the, and this company was growing like three 300, 400% growth, mm-hmm. like minimum every single year. Yeah. But um, what, what we would do, maybe, I know every every year we did this, I'm not sure if it was more than once a year, but I would kind of bring together, you know, myself, Courtney, and then a lot of our other leaders. We had a lot of different salespeople and, you know, ops managers mm-hmm. and fulfillment people. We had a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. And I would try to bring everyone together and kind of host a meeting. And I would try to identify, okay, in the last 12 months, you know, what did our target customer like our ideal customers what did they look like right and typically you know this is a lot of you know i guess i don't know if this is too high level for this podcast or not but typically in business you know most of your clients um most of your revenue is going to come from about 20 percent of your clients it's like an 80 20 rule, 20 rule you yeah. know what i'm saying so like 80 percent of your revenue is going to come from about 20 percent of your clients and typically that 20%, right, is, is, is a lot less than 80, 
but that 20% is typically like your ideal target customer. Yeah. And so what we began to find like in year three, where we were really having like crazy growing pains, yeah. Every dollar is going back into supplies. Every dollar is going back into hiring new people. Every dollar is going back in for raises, you know, for new um, new offices, new warehouses, trucks, new facilities, yes. new trucks, new insurances. insurances. I mean, like the, the business is blowing. Yeah. We're going mm-hmm. to North Carolina. We're going to Virginia. You know, we're in Texas. We're like all over the place. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, one of the things that I realized was because we were scaling and growing so quickly and we net we didn't take outside capital we didn't have you know uh, a rich uncle who decided to you know <laughs> give us a million dollars which some other people did and they were able to scale a little bit easier we fueled it all from internal growth mm-hmm. and so what i had to learn was who is my target customer and so we focused on that 20 percent right to make that 20 percent more like 30 percent right mm-hmm. um and then we kind of let go like the the clients the bottom 10 percent who were just not good clients yes. you know Oof, um that's and it really just changed kind of the trajectory of the company to allow us to have more you know customers who paid on time who were more willing to work out more to our terms you know little things like that um and so if you're not focusing on whom your target audiences, your target uh, customer, the market, all of that, it's really going to make things more difficult as you scale because you don't really know what your target customer even looks like. You know, you have to understand who all it is. It's so true. And and I'm glad you shared that with us because you're so right. And what can end up happening is if you don't know and have that defined and dialed in is you're going to end up all over the place. And then you'll be taking any business that comes your way. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, in the beginning, we, you know, hey, like if if there was a business coming our way or, you know, a client called us, we're like, yeah, we're there. But also it had to make sense. I mean, we weren't going to Alaska or, you know, somewhere where it's just. I mean, I would have went to Alaska for the right <laughs> check. I mean, I, I, I'd, <laughs> for, the right price. for the right price. I and mean, in I'd the beginning, you know, you're 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 going to be taking whatever you can get. Right. And I will say probably by year two, year three, once you have a year over year Mm -hmm. history, you can look at, okay, let me look at the first year. Let me look at the second year Mm -hmm. and compare the data of where your sales came from, where your customers came from. Actually, you know, we did this um, with a client of ours. We do consulting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, business And this was yeah. a last year, right before Xander was born. Um, and we looked at year over year. We were able to compare the sales and look at all the data. And we found that, man, actually, most of your business has come from referrals. Mm-hmm. So, so one, it's good to know, wow, that's great. So you have some really good referrals. Keep pulling from that tank and keep asking, hey, do you have any other you know, customers that you can refer to me? But also on the other end, what you wanna be careful with is you don't wanna just have one source right. where that's your only source. Very true. Because if that referral goes away or if you exhaust all of your options, but now you don't have any more revenue coming in because you were depending on that one source. So you definitely want to diversify. So it opens your eyes. And let me tell you, it's great. I love doing those year over years because, you know, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you're growing. But when you look at last year, mm-hmm. you know, then you get to really see, man, actually, I made a lot of progress this year. Maybe I didn't hit my target all the way, but we did do this. And or maybe my book sales increase, but I really want to increase my training and, and my services more. Yeah. But it's good, you, you know, you got to look at um, everything as a whole comprehensively, not just at the dollar amount. You got to look at the business as a whole. You know, what did you do well? What, did, what didn't go so well? And what can I do differently? 
Um, but you know, we realized our client, she was all over the place. I mm-hmm. mean, just taking mm-hmm. anything that she could get. And then we nailed down, well, let me ask you this. Who would you like to serve? Mm-hmm. You know, where what is fun for you? What's not fun for you? Because that's another thing. Only do things that you like to do because if you're in this business and it costs money, it costs real resources to be in business, find out what you do like. Mm -hmm. We found out that our client loves to do speaking and likes to do training, but she didn't like the one-on-one meetings, Mm -hmm. whether it was over the phone or um, she does like coaching and things like that. So we found, okay, great. We know what you like. So we want to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Then, okay, who... You know, who are you serving in those trainings and in those speaking engagements? What does that look like? Are they big corporations like Microsoft or are they small to medium sized companies? Are they in Atlanta? Are they all over the U.S.? Are they in Europe? You know, and at first everybody's like, oh, I want them all. I want them all. I know that sounds great, but let's be realistic and not only be realistic, but you got to start somewhere because if you say I want it all, what can end up happening is you go nowhere. And so you want to be focused. You want to be laser focused on who you want to serve. And another thing we dialed in and what we found was where do you have the most experience? Because that's where you're going to deliver the most value to that target. So you got to ask these questions because it's going to paint the picture. We found out that um, her most valuable experience was like IT. Mm-hmm. And um, so we said, well, why don't we do this? And you know why don't you have the most experience in IT? And so why don't we serve the IT corporations? You know you work for both very large and small. We could start small, or we could start big. But you, you know, we had to figure out where would you be most happiest. And so then we can kind of now we can kind of um, narrow down, see how our our, our target market is getting more and more focused. There's riches in the niches, guys. You don't want to just be everywhere. Maybe one day you do want to be on Microsoft's, you know, stage or whatever. But if if you have connections or if you used to work there before, then maybe. But you got to ask the right questions, too, because then that's going to help you find out who you're going to be serving. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so just simple, guys, you know, when you're identifying your target market, right, you need to identify who and what they look like. You also need to focus on. Who's got your money? This is another Uncle G quote, um, but it's very, very true, you know, and it's something I always actually just continue to remind myself is who's got the money? I mean, don't waste your time, you know, like with people who don't have your money because they're right now, they're just not the person for you to achieve what you need to achieve. And it's just that simple. It's not putting them off for, you know, anything bad about them. It's just saying that right now, you need to identify the target market. So in the target customer, if that target customer doesn't have the money, then they shouldn't be your customer. If they can't buy your product or your service, or they can't fulfill or bring value to you, then they should not be in this type of transaction. So, you know, whenever you're making your target uh, audience or your target customer, make sure you focus on every single aspect, what they look like, where they shop, where do they eat, you know, um, what, what type of associations they're they're in, you know, where, where are they? Because right. that's where you're going to market to them. Right. You know, that you need to look at all those different types of things. What so, are their interests? Exactly. You know, you, exactly. you kind of have to think like them and exactly what he said. So, but that's going to help you figure out you want to spend the money where your customers are going to be. Right. So to give you an example, in our trash removal business, 
our target market was property managers. So where are property managers at? They're usually on property or they're part of some sort of property management association or some sort of apartment association. If you're selling, you know, Monster Energy Drink, I want to be at where all the food and beverage trade shows are, right? Where those people who are making the decisions on Monster Energy and they're looking for somebody to buy um, the aluminum can, you know, they're probably going to be going to those vendor trade shows. So you kind of have to think about where can you find them. You want to spend your dollars where they're going to be at. You don't want to just get a billboard if, you know what I mean, that may not be your target audience. So hopefully that helps you, but understand that your target market and your target ideal customer is gonna be huge. And in the beginning, it may take some time to craft that, but just think about it. Look at your product or look at your service and say, who would this benefit the most? Does this benefit the most, you know, someone who's retired, someone who's elderly, or is this for, you know, you know, children? Is this a product for parents? Do I need to go after college students? You have to ask yourself, well, who would this be perfect for? And then once you have that narrowed down, then go after that market. Find out where they're at. Look, you want to understand those demographics because otherwise you're going to be all over the place and they're not going to have your money. If you're not, if you're not serving the right audience, they're not gonna buy your product. So, but you'll you'll find that out real soon. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So hopefully that helps you. I would love to hear your feedback. If you have any other questions about your target audience or ideal customer, reach out to us. We would love to help you and craft that and narrow it down. And trust me, once you have it narrowed down, it actually becomes a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to you about my client. Um, once we found out, like, man. Oh my gosh, it was just like a light bulb came on. Mm -hmm. And so now we target IT companies. And so now it, it, it gets, it becomes more fun because now you know what you're doing. And when you don't know what you're doing, that's where the most risk comes from. That actually is a Warren Buffett quote. You know, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. And so once you do know what you're doing and you know who your audience is, now it's like, good, I'm gonna attack it, I'm gonna go all in, I can deliver this value, they have the money, I'm ready to rock and roll. So. Yeah, it's time to go get those sales. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> tuning in. Thanks, everybody.